0: Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson. And I am so excited to um, bring my guest on, Barbara Worsley, the East Coast Dragon Lady. So we'll bring her on in just a moment. But first, just a couple of announcements. Um, If you haven't had the opportunity to download my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, Make sure you claim that on my website, mysticmanta.com. It's right at the top. You can't miss it. Um, for those of you that want to do a deep dive journey into galactic connection, come see me at my galactic retreat experience September 14th to the 17th here on the Big Island of Hawaii. It's going to be held in Waikoloa Village. And then if you are visiting the Big Island any other time, then definitely come see me on one of my Big Island UFO tours. Okay, so without further ado, Barbara, hello. Hello. Hi. So let me uh, share some information about you so people can get to know your background. Mm -hmm. Barbara Worlesley was born in London, England, where she studied nursing and practiced as a registered nurse. She moved to the U.S. in 1991, where she maintained caregiving and management roles for the majority of her career. As a single mother of two teenage boys after her divorce, Barbara worked two, worked two jobs for many years until returning to her true spiritual path after life happened, as she affectionately puts it. She is a natural healer, Reiki, and polarity therapist. Mind, body, spirit practitioner, and master Toe reader are a few of the many modalities that she currently practices. Best known for her ability to channel, Barbara connects with Ascended Masters, archangels, galactics, and dragons to bring messages of comfort to those awakening to the new golden age. Merlin has been her guide for over 30 years and plays a main role in connecting her to those who wish to receive messages. She is now affectionately known as the East Coast Dragon Lady and helps bring forth messages of love, light, and comfort. Well, welcome, Barbara. Thank you. I cannot wait to jump in here. So, um, I would love for you to share with me and the audience, like how you grew up. First and foremost, like was it a spiritual or a religious household or something else, so we can understand yeah your
1: sure. yeah. journey. <laughs> right. So, I mean, obviously, with my accent, I grew up um, in England. Um, so I was born just outside London. Um, so I was born in South London, um, and I was brought up in a household that my parents did not have any religious beliefs um, and i've often told people that for me it was um somewhat of a blessing because um i when i was at the time i was in school i was fascinated by religion um, i had neighbors that were catholic and i would t- go along with them because i wanted to see what it was like um, And throughout my life, I've met people of different religions and was fascinated by, you know, their culture and their traditions. Um, But it left me much more open-minded to... um, So nothing was, like, off-limits with me when it's come to religion. I'm still fascinated by people's traditions.
0: Okay, well, excellent. Well, so, I mean, so you started your career as a nurse, and then you ultimately got trained in some of these other healing modalities so how did what what made you decide to go that more spiritual path
1: right so when i was working in england um i was actually what is equivalent to a visiting nurse here and i remember um, a patient that I had who actually had MS and couldn't really move very much she was always telling me that I was a healer and like every time I would go in she goes you know you're a healer that's why you're a nurse because you put hands on people and then she would tell me all her stories and I was really I mean that was in the like Mid, eight, late, mid to late 80s and I was like mm, yeah it didn't really mean much to me I, I was just a, I was a practical nurse um, and it wasn't till I came to the USA and I want to say probably a few years before I got divorced that I was fine I was looking to do I didn't work here as a nurse um, it was just too complicated. Um, and I was doing um, sort of skincare and nails. And somebody told me that our teacher was a Reiki master. And I remember saying, I don't know what Reiki is, but I need to do that. And that sort of has been my theme ever since. Like somebody tells me something, and I'm like, I don't know, I need to do it. And I signed up for Reiki. And it literally has taken me on a path of finding more, I I was fascinated by that, did all the levels. Um, I was actually looked, I thought I was going to be a massage therapist, because I thought that was the next step. And the school that I went to actually did polarity therapy. And I again,
0: yeah, what is polarity therapy?
1: It's similar, it's hands on healing, but it's, um, and I can't, really remember the whole thing but it's more about moving energy through your body by using hands whereas Reiki you're accessing a higher uh, power that comes through you and you're attuned to it this was more about meridians and definitely it was really very much about where you put your hands allowed the energy to flow um, but again that was something I wasn't looking for and I went to to that uh, and I realized that Just the hands-on and the healing and, again, learning where the source of energy comes from was what made me go down these different modalities. And when I was doing, uh, and again, this was in the mid-'90s, I remember a couple of friends and I had a a small practice. And we kept saying, we're too soon. We're, like, too early. People aren't ready for hands-on healing, especially the area we were living in. It was like, so, but it was still a good good training
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, um, yeah, tell people where you live,
1: what area. Um, so I actually live in the Northeast um, of the United States um, and that's how I got my name. <laughs> He's, so I live on the East Coast of the United States and I found myself saying a lot or when I started doing like reels or little snippets of things, I would say, oh, I'm Barbara, I live on the East Coast or this is Barbara. Um, and one day I was on, um, I was on some Facebook group and there were several barbaras, and somebody said, Well, which Barbara are you? And I said, Oh, I'm the East Coast Dragon Lady. And they all said, Oh my goodness, we love that. Like you need to keep that name. And it sort of stuck because I'm on the East Coast the Dragon Lady. Um, yeah.
0: I love it. Well, so okay, so see. So you- did Reiki you learned the polarity therapy and then what's the toe reading next um
1: no so then there was this gap as I said the gap was um I got divorced when my kids were in their early teens and life really did take over so I done a lot of the learning Reiki and polarity and other things and life really happened I mean it was like and everybody knows what it's like when you've got teenagers. I mean, my life was taken up with, you know, driving them places and being, and um, I was working two jobs. So I would found, you know, so I was working during the day, evenings, weekends, and I sort of stepped away from it. That's really what it felt like. Um, and then, you know, things progressed um, in my life where I didn't need to work two jobs. Um, and then I landed up buying uh, the condo that I live in now, um, which and and a job where I didn't have to work you know weekends and stuff um, and then I it was only two it was two years ago just over two years ago um, I decided to step back in but I wasn't quite sure what was I going to do it was like how am I I knew I needed to go to something spiritual and um, and actually it was during COVID you know I think we've all got that <laughs> like it was definitely during COVID and how many years ago was that? Um, And I found some online communities that I joined and then really started finding um, sort of that this was what I wanted, but I didn't know what this was. Um, And that was when I first really probably realized that I channeled. Um,
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. So Merlin was the first one. Yes. Yeah. So Merlin... When did you discover that relationship with
1: Merlin? Well, that was um, definitely um, just after I got divorced and while I was doing Reiki. um, I actually, I encountered him. So um, I remember I was um, walking in the woods. It was just, I just got divorced. And I was looking at all these beautiful colors in, on this walk. And I was like, why have I not seen these colors before and I was like obviously in my head having a conversation and then I heard this voice say because things are different and I sort of looked around like and like of course and then out the corner of my eye I caught what I'd always thought Merlin would look like the stereotypical pointed hat very long gray beard long hair and he was just sort of out of my side of my vision. I never really saw him face on, but I was very aware of him and he had his big staff and he just started talking to me. And I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> see Merlin. Um, but that was his first time. And then he would often come and sort of, and as I now realize, he helped connect me to lots of different things. And even today, I mean, he's now stepped back in um, and actually with his wife, which um again, a lot of people are like, no, I had a wife. So I that was another one of my aha moments. Okay. okay. Well
0: do you remember what his first message to you was?
1: It was it was more about confirming that I was seeing life differently. That's he said, Of course you're seeing the colours, life yeah. is different. You are seeing life differently. And i was that i think was my biggest um surprise because it made sense right i said, and i i said to people as well once i got divorced i felt like i'd been shot out into the universe like i'd been held down and then i was like out there um so that was like the first and he he was, he was very gentle he didn't like come in with lots of messages it was more like i'm here if you need me i'm going to guide you um and again i probably didn't really think of it as a big deal. It was like, okay, um, Merlin's there, but he's, he's always been there.
0: Okay. So um, when you, you mentioned the channeling just starting to happen in the last couple of years. So how did that come about?
1: Um, Well, probably I was channeling before, um, but I didn't recognize it as channeling. So I used to do what I called automatic writing. Um, I would get that sort of feeling, or sometimes I would sit down and say, okay, who's there? Um, And I would start writing. And while I was writing, um, I would often ask, "Um, so who is this? And I sometimes didn't know till the end. Um, And then a a lot of times it was ascended masters. um, And they would usually come in in sort of like, poetry form or some sort of flow with sometimes a big message sometimes just you know love and light and you know we're worried about earth and you know very similar but very um very heart centered messages Mm -hmm. um but then there was the day that I was again get having the feeling there was a a message coming through and I think I'd had one from Merlin and I was writing and I was very aware it was different Um, and Merlin is um he always talks in what he calls old English. He's of the old ways, he always says, like the old. So he often says things differently. And this was similar, but it was definitely not Merlin. So I'd asked, who is this? And she signed it, Gwendolyn. And as I wrote it, it was like the old way of writing Gwendolyn. And I was like, well, who's Gwendolyn? And she said, I'm Merlin's wife. So the first thing I did was Google it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, actually said Merlin did have a wife called Gwendolyn, spelt the same way. So she tells me that her job with me is to walk the path with me. She's like a sister. She says she holds my hand on my path and Gwendolyn and he's that that, uh, Merlin is there to connect me and she's there to hold my hand. So to walk on the path with me.
0: Yeah. So when the Ascended Masters were coming to you, was it specific Ascended Masters or just as a collective?
1: Um, Usually specific ones. Um, Kuan Yin was big and she's just come back. Um, Saint Germain. I mean, some of them were like, who, Saint Germain? I'd have to go and look them up. Um, Not really. um, Who else did I? There there was Kuan Yin. um, to come to me, but there was quite a few, um, and some just with one message, and um, and others um, would would more often. And Kuan Yin seems to like come in and then she leaves and then she comes back again. Um, so right now she's actually, and she usually she will tell me or guide me to something um, to read, which is actually her her cards. So her um, her transformation. It's like a journal, but um, it's, it's very pretty.
0: Okay, so then, um, so you've got the Cinemasters, Gwendolyn, Merlin, Merlin. And, then, so, um, and then how did the dragons and the Galactics come <laughs> into play?
1: <laughs> so um, again, I did one of my, um, oh, I think, I'll, so I remember that, uh, say, I joined um, actually Sunny Don Johnson's community mm-hmm. And um, I was like in full flow of it all. And um, she was doing the mind, body, spirit practitioners um, class. And it was the first one that was going to be in person after COVID. Um, But when I signed up for it, I hadn't realized it was in person because it was like towards the end of COVID. Um, I was like, okay, so I guess I'm going to Arizona. So when I was getting ready for that, I was getting a lot of. Um, messages that this was going to be big this was going to be the start of something big because it was right the beginning of the year two years ago um and sure enough as I took off like they were like get out your journal and I just wrote and wrote and wrote like most of the flight is six hour flight um and just the whole four days were just like that um lots of aha moments um again I was I, like I did with you, I was told that I needed to share what I was giving. And it was – I wasn't the sort of person that would say, oh, by the way, <laughs> during your class, I've actually got to give you this message. <laughs> but that's, again, what what I what I did. Um, and it wasn't until I came back um, – and I want to say it was, like, probably three or four months after I came back, so it was sometime in the middle of, of like, March or April – um, I was again one of Sonny's classes um, where you can ask spirit for a message, or she would give you one. Um, and I was just like, "So am I am I on the right path?" And I was waiting, and it was till right at the very end before she ended. And then she said, "Barbara, why are you not using your gifts?" And I was like, um, "And she said, she turned to the class and said, Barbara channels ascended masters." And I was like, I channel. But the minute I said, "I am a channel," or I channel. That completely changed. I, I mean, my automatic writing was channeling, right. but then it was more, it was much richer once I actually admitted out loud <laughs> that Is I was channeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. that actually same for me when I finally owned it. Right. It then it actually flowed right. yeah. yeah so
1: it literally went quickly uh, and so Merlin is my connector um, and so he was connecting me to these ascended masters and I, I didn't know the reason and I kept asking what's the reason and he just kept connecting me so I had all these experience with ascended masters and then last summer yeah, it was just last summer I was out um, walking locally and um i remember hearing look up uh, and i looked up and there were dragons in the sky uh, and i was like I, I i was actually speechless i was like i'm what i'm seeing dragons and they were like diving and in in the clouds um so of course i took my camera out i like, "I have to get some of these pictures um and it was just it was fascinating to me i'm like dragon why am i seeing dragons and there was a a probably about 24 hour i didn't get any didn't get any messages and as i was talking more because i was telling people like i I saw sky i've got sky dragons um and they started communicating me and saying yeah we're dragons we're here and i'm like okay and what reason and they're like we are connected to ascended masters um which was why I was being connected with the Sended Masters. And then I started looking for other people (laughs) and asking people about like, do you know anything about dragons? And a lot of people just would scratch their head and say dragons, no, what what are you talking about? Or dragons are myths, is a lot of what I would get. But yeah, they're not real. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, now they tell me, yes, we've been here since the beginning of time. So we're very old and we're very wise which is of course Merlin is very old and very wise. Um, and then while having connected with the dragons, not long after that, I started to get messages from um specific galactics, which I, at the time they were telling. So Commander Ashtar was my first um connection. Um, and a lot of there was a lot of talking around um star people, uh, galactic command, Um, the brother and sisterhood of light I mean and all this was happening really fast like I said earlier Uh, like literally ask me next week and something has changed Um, and it was coming in fast and I had I hadn't even looked into any of that like I literally that what started me looking into like ET things because um Commander Ashar was explaining what why they were there and you know they were there to rescue us and um you know keep all the other bad people away from earth Um, and that's really how i got into that um was by getting those messages and actually getting those channeled messages from ashtar um and
0: then real quick was that coming through writing or were you speaking um
1: uh mainly through writing um i have i hadn't really sort of channeled, again, when you're doing it at home on your own, you, I don't always think of doing that um, I, until just, again, just recently, actually since, just before your classes started, um, I got a, a message um, as I went to sit down to write and I was told, you can't write this down, um, you need to speak for me Um, And that was my connection from Andromeda, Mm -hmm. whose name is Harmini. um, And she will not let me write anything down. I have to, I can write little notes, but I can't write down what she says. She says, I have to use my voice to channel. And so I practiced some of that. And then, of course, in your class the other day, um, I channeled her as well.
0: Yeah. So what did it feel like to actually vocally channel
1: It it felt sort of normal. I mean, it didn't feel unusual. It felt okay. Um, I mean, I know you channel as well, and it's sort of like you know what's being said, but you don't really have control over it. It's just sort of coming – that's the only way I can describe it. It's like it just flows. Um, It's not like I thought I would have to think about what she was saying, but it just comes out, and sometimes – You know, it sounds a little bit different to your own voice, but often it sounds just like you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as the dragons, like before you experienced your sky dragons, were you a dragon person? No.
1: No, no, no. And that's what sort of surprised me. Um, And then, of course, probably like a lot of people, I didn't really – so I found some dragon cards, so um, oracle cards. Um, And even though I said I was not going to be – an oracle person i've now got a lot of oracle cards because you know i like the ascended masters and there's two people that have um who are pretty i guess known uh, diana cooper and caroline mitchell um interestingly they're both from england um but they um write and talk a lot about dragons and connecting with with dragons um and then other people here have kindly connected me with a few other people one is um kevin humphreys who's in england who's actually putting on the dragon thunder the international dragon thunder which is like i I mean i i'm sort of in awe of the fact that i'm going to be a speaker with caroline mitchell and (laughs) diana cooper (laughs) that's
0: amazing yes well and you well-deserved well-deserved yeah
1: thank you but it, <laughs> i think what's interesting is that uh, and again kevin um i i was connect actually I, I believe it was tammy actually connected us um and said hey i think you'd be interested in this guy um and we've sort of connected over facebook and he literally like messaged me it was probably like a few weekends ago and said hey i've had this idea what do you think of getting um, a whole group of people together and putting on a conference? And I said, Oh, that's great. Let me know how I can help. And he said, well, actually you're the first person I've asked. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, right. And then he was like, so what time do you want to speak? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's literally floats it. And he knows because he's, he knows, uh, like he knows of them. Um, So, yeah it would be interesting and it's so his dragons were the ones that told him that he needed to pull this together because it's not been um a gathering of like humans and dragons okay so that's his mission
0: that's that's so cool so when is that summit going to be that's july
1: 2nd um it's actually on my website um it's going. It was going to be for like four hours. I think it might be a whole day now. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Here for us, it's going to, or on the east coast, it will be midday till five or six p.m. Um, Kevin right now has just gone to Peru. He's on a whole trip to Peru. So um, when he comes, but it's not until so we've still got a couple of months. And um, some so Australia uk united states um and i maybe ireland um so it's truly international
0: yeah that's so cool yeah well, so it's going to be live then
1: it's live, but it will be recorded he's going to record it as well yeah because i realized here for us that's going to be like july 4th weekend right even it yeah. it be monday or tuesday um yeah. but yes it'd be recorded as well which would be yeah interesting Yeah, so that's exciting that, you know, you connect with people um, over something that a few years ago people would have gone, dragons?
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, um, so my my brother still lives in England, and um, I mentioned to him a couple of things, and he was like, okay. I could see he was like, hmm. And then the, the, the village that he lives in, he's just moved down to southwest of England, Um, they went into the village um, for coffee and there was an unveiling of a dragon. (laughs) And he was like, he sent me the picture and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but there's a dragon now in our village. And I'm like, you're right in the middle of dragon country. He's in the moors in England. Um, And so apparently they wanted to cut down this tree or they had to take this tree down, but they wanted to do something with it. So they carved it into a dragon
0: okay beautiful yeah. well, and we we have that in common i mean i i work with dragons as well not right. not usually consciously um it's more in my astral travel but i i definitely have a dragon connection right and then before we got on you were sharing with me that you just had a passive regression session yeah. yes we were about and um you had a mermaid experience, yes. Which I don't know. We have that in comments to share about yes. the mermaid experience, yes.
1: So, again, not anything that I would if Somebody said mermaid, um, so I do know that I have, um, that I certainly have been in Atlantis and Lemuria, um, over the years. I've certainly had memories of that, um, and I so I think this was, and it was only yesterday, but um, if, as you know, when you do past life regression, it's like. Did it but But I, I remember I was in a particular lifetime where I just sort of like faded away and then I was in a between life and she was sort of prompting me like, well, what does it look like? And I was like, it's sort of cloudy and murky and I can't really quite see what it is. There was sort of like a veil mm-hmm. um, and she was like, well, move towards it, keep moving towards it. And then I suddenly realized that I was in the ocean um, and it was warm and I could see um, dolphins and whales and there was um, stingrays. And I was like, but I don't know who I am. Because she was like, well, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm in the water and I can breathe. And then I was like, oh, wait. And I looked down and I could see that I had fins. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> And then I was sort of swimming around. So that was a between life that I was a mermaid.
0: Yeah. Well, so, um, as, and then you were, you know, we've had so many different conversations yeah. the last, I don't know, however yeah. many weeks. And so there was a number that came to you yeah. so to share that story. Yes, yes.
1: So th- this is like, Uh, not I've not really told anybody about it Um, so I kept getting a repeating number in my head that wouldn't go away and it was like every time it was like constant and it was one five nine nine two and it was one five nine nine two one five nine and I was like I've never had numbers. And I know people often say they know when they're getting. I mean, I know if I'm getting a download because I get like a clicking. And I'm like, is this a message? What is it? And I know I I messaged you and I messaged a couple other people. I'm like, what does this mean? And some people were saying, oh, you might be getting an activation. You might be getting this. And you'd say, sit with it. And I was like, oh, I'll wait and see. And, but I was still wanting to do something like, So I was trying to figure it out. And I just wrote out the alphabet and then wrote the corresponding letters. And it spelled out A-E-I-I-B. And I was like, oh, Abe. And the minute I said Abe, I heard this voice say, yeah, that's me. I'm a galactic dragon. And I'm all the way out here in the dark side. I was like the dark side and he's like nobody has claimed me Uh, and I could see him and this is the first time I've really seen a a dragon but he was more like an octopus and I was like so that was a bit confusing because he wasn't a dragon he was like the dragon face but he had like tentacles Mm -hmm. um and that was sort of it and then I kept hit the next morning I kept getting the word proteus um And I I knew it meant something, but I didn't know what it was. So again, thank you, Google. I Googled it. And one of the first things that came up was that Proteus was um, a a moon for Neptune, which sort of made sense to me. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, Neptune's way out there. It's a dark, and here I'm in the dark, he's telling me. Um, And Proteus is a misshapen moon. um, And then as soon as I connected with him again, He told me he was a shape-shifting dragon, and he then appeared as more of a normal dragon. But he has these piercing green eyes that you could, like, see them, like, from miles away. Um, So he was excited that I'd actually figured out the transmission. And he said, I knew somebody would figure it out eventually, and that's why I kept sending the number for you to figure out. Um, and previous to that, I'd actually got a sort of a message from the Galactic Dragons, the collective, saying that the work that I was doing was nice, you know, doing, you know, pulling dragon cards and talking about dragons and that. It's very nice and beautiful what you do, but there are a lot of dragons that haven't been claimed, and they're Galactic Dragons, and you need to work with them. You need to find your own brood, was what they actually told me.
0: Okay. So... so- How
1: does one claim a dragon? Well, it was more, I think, he felt like I'm all the way out here and nobody, you know, I think, like, when I look at, like, people like Caroline Miller and things, they often, you know, the dragon came and talked to me and then somebody draws a beautiful picture and then they have an oracle deck and they have a book and they talk about their dragon. So that's how I felt that claiming the dragon is. um, Because I've also been told there's a, Um, so there is sort of a collective of dragons that speak um, Mm -hmm. and then there are individual dragons that sometimes will talk, um, especially if they're your dragons, um, that they want you to communicate with them. Yeah. So this was, again, all new to me, this like connecting with somebody that's like, hey, I'm out here. Um, So it was, again, I don't really know a whole lot about The planets and where they are but it's surprising what i learn from listening to them that they give me information um and then it's really it's sort of really cool then when you look it up and it's actually true (laughs) right (laughs) i get really excited and i'm like i'm not making this up
0: (laughs) yeah it's very validating for sure yes yes yeah yeah well and you said that um abe the the neptunian dragon Came and shapeshifted into a butterfly. today. Oh,
1: yeah. So this morning when I was like deciding what am I going to wear? You know what we do like, what should I wear? I'm going to be on a podcast. And he actually came and as a as a dragon butterfly. And he shaped, he went into this huge um, butterfly dragon because I had butterflies on my shirt. I love it. And that he wanted to, to be there. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, I, I see dragons because people often say, well, how do they, they're, they're like ascended masters. They're a high vibration, um a very high vibration. And that's, but they're coming more into our um, frequencies because and more people are waking up to dragons. Yeah. Which I find interesting. People that, I mean, just. I can think of two people. Jerry was one, but she's like, I don't know why I was told to connect with you about dragons.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, when they're coming in, are you do you feel the energy differently between an ascendant master versus an archangel versus the dragons versus your Andromedan?
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. I guess there is a difference. I mean, I, so I've been, so what I've been told is that I don't have to do a lot of like going into a deep meditative state. It's almost like I get a nudge or I get that feeling that somebody wants to talk to me or some, and there is a, there's a difference um, in in that a slight difference in the energy. And I, I think it's probably the frequency that I feel the difference. Yeah. Um so i'm sort of more aware and now because i've made those connections they're easier to connect to because they will say who they are rather than leave me guessing um and it's usually for a reason um, whether it's just because i've asked them to come um i i love actually what i remember kevin who um, is the dragon whisperer in england he always said if you've got a dragon or a dragon team nobody messes with you right and i found that since i've actually embraced my dragons that's actually turned out to be true
0: okay, <laughs> in my everyday life <laughs> i mean to call on my dragons more yes yes yeah oh and
1: and that and i was just saying this um yesterday was that um i remember somebody saying years ago that our angels are sitting around going why aren't they asking Why are they like struggling and not saying, can you help me? And it's the same with the dragons. They're like, we're right here. Just ask. It's not complicated. Um, And that's what I was, was saying was that I, so they told me that because my practice of grounding myself every day and I do it, every day I it's a bit like brushing your teeth now and that's been consistent for probably about two or three years um, that I feel like I need to be firmly grounded um, that they said because I've been doing that and the deeper I go the higher my I can reach vibrationally so by regular practice was what allowed me to open up to those higher frequencies.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and I think people forget that that they really do need to very much ground themselves here too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to lose themselves, I guess.
1: Right, and actually, when I usually talk to people about that, they're like, "Oh, you're right. Yes, I don't do that because they do everything else, like all wonderful. If you have rituals in the morning, whatever. The one thing they forget to do is to ground themselves. And for me now, and I'm a Pisces. So I can very easily just float off out there, <laughs> very easily. Um, I really need to be firmly rooted. Um, and it, it, it's really quick. I mean, I remember when people started talking about, you know, you've got to have a ritual, you've got to do this. I'd be like, I haven't got time. But it is just like cleaning your teeth. It's like, I've got to do this, this and this, and then I can do my day. Right?
0: Yeah, beautiful. So, as far as the messages that they are sharing through you, can you give some examples of what the dragons are saying versus like what um, Kamini is sharing?
1: Yeah. So there always seems to be a similar theme, Um, and that's why. So I've met other people that um, either are connected to dragons, and there's people out there that they're more got have fighting dragons, or their dragons go out and do all this and i'm like oh i don't have those type of dragons mine are very peaceful um like they don't they even if they do breathe fire it's not to harm it's um so i have one of my dragons um who's a fire dragon like clears the the lower energies but it's not uh to burn it's just to to clear to clear away um I've completely forgotten what you asked me now because I was just going down
0: that. (laughs) I just wondered if they had any um, messages. Oh, messages. Yeah. They're they're here to share. Yeah.
1: So the dragons say they're here, that we're waking up to them because we need, we need them here to help us here on earth. Um, Mother Gaia is, um, again, because I ground myself in her and I give her thanks every day and energy exchange I bring the energy in and I take some of her energy she talks a lot about um, everyday things about how she is feeling very sad about what's going on on earth and then when volcanoes erupt you know that's her boiling over so I get a lot of those sort of um, information from Mother Gaia um, and oftentimes the dragons and the ascended masters will refer to Gaia as you know, she's sad, we need to take care of her, um, we're destroying things. Um, sometimes it's themes that are out there, um, or even talk even before um, like all the flooding, um, there was definitely I was getting some messages around um, there's going to be destruction, and you know because we're on fire. Okay. Well, I think, and, and dragons, are a bit like a lot of the galactics, they're more worried about Earth. Um, and I've certainly had, I'm trying to think who, certainly things about um, why they're there, why they're there, protect out in outer space, protecting us. Um, and I've also had lots of conversations about Earth being an experiment. Um, mm-hmm. That we're still in <laughs> and that we chose to come here as part of the experiment um yeah. so it there's a lot of similar themes um and that might be because of me because that i really it's more it's very heart-centered for me um but i was also told i had to do a lot more work before i could do that so there is um i think for a lot of us we need to clear things I and mean, for me it was a lot around my heart um mm. and also my so I discovered in my past life progression I like solar plexus has come up a lot for me and that was a lot to be for me was in when I was in my mother's womb and how she was feeling that I absorbed mm. all of that and it all went in I actually saw it go into my solar plexus okay. so that was a good we shifted all of that but I think that's for a for us to be able to do this work, we have to keep clearing those pathways.
0: Yes, totally agree. Well, and the more clear that we can be, then we're more of a clear channel as right. well.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. So it, it, um, and certainly um, like Kuan Yin talks um, a lot about um, the heart um, and, actually, and, and Harmini as well. Um, one of the things she gave me was um, that we, see from our third eye but we need to connect that to our heart and our higher heart so that we can see with um our heart and um and not with our not with our head we both see and breathe and speak from our heart um which is hard to do in 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 the world we live in
0: right yeah it definitely can be challenging, and yes, mm-hmm. she, shared, she shared that message in our Andromedan session. Yes,
1: yes, because that—that <laughs> yes. that was her gift. Was you know to connect the third eye to your heart and the heart to your third eye. So and really, don't think with this part. You've got to right. think with your heart. Um, and I and I knew I knew that I had to do a lot of that work before I could could do this. Well, now I know that retrospectively. I didn't know at the time. <laughs>
0: So do, um, from your experience and working with the different dragons, do the galactic dragons have different purpose in relation to us than the ones that are here on Earth?
1: I probably don't know that yet. Um, I mean, so what they were telling me was that I was being too generalized. I was just talking generally about dragons and the fact that I'd got galactic connections that they wanted me to focus more. And this has only been the last few weeks where they're like, you need to, first of all, they asked me to only talk about one dragon a day, not generalized and like focus on them. Um, And then um, they felt that I needed to like pick, pick what I was doing. (laughs) So, um, and that's when they told me that they saw me as the, um, I'm trying to remember the term now galactic, dragon ambassador so that was the name that they want to give me so when i was in my past past life regression i are uh, we asked that question that is that what my name is or that's the title they want me to have and they said yes okay
0: so galactic dragon ambassador yes
1: that's um yeah and i think that once i do more work with with that i'll probably know more um yeah yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, you know, you've been in the different sessions with me, we have gone through six yeah. different of the, um, extraterrestrial races. I would love for you to share with the audience, your experience with the lyrics.
1: Yes. Yes. That was and I still like, I still feel them with me. Um, so the lyrens are cat-like, um, animals. Um, I've always had a love of cats, but that I didn't realize that um, I was more of a, a cat person than a dog person. Um, so it was the, it was exciting that we were talking about them. But what I experienced was when we took that step into the room. So you take us through a, a guided meditation, um, and I do believe that the more we do it, the, the more intense the, that we're getting. Um, And when I walked into the room and sat down um, two white, um, like it was was hard. So first of all, there were two white lions, um, but I realized one was me and one was sitting in front of me um, and I could actually feel the fur. Mm -hmm. um, And then we said, we kept like shifting. So it was, um, I was here and then I shifted into the other seat and I realized it was um I was looking at myself. Um and it was just it was so um I don't know it like realizing that, that I was actually a, a Lyran um yeah. was and then there was two be two very tall white beings behind me as well that were Learns, but they so they told me that I was part of the Leran family Um and I'm trying to remember what the message was but I know somebody else got it as well
0: yeah I don't remember but yes they they got the same message
1: yeah so it, and everybody had a very similar experience of being a being a learn or being a cat and seeing themselves and um, so yeah they they are amazing sessions I think all of us are like wow um and i really do like the more we've done it like the more that the higher the vibration seems to get and the more intense everybody's experience has been
0: yeah well and so share your experience with the mantis
1: week oh yes the mantis was like i actually felt like i very creeped out (laughs) (laughs) i felt like they were over me like actually um I, I don't know why that, but it was um yeah, in, in the moment I can't I know there was a message there as well for that. I mean there's always a message with yeah. with um with all of them. Um but yeah, the mantis were, yeah, that wasn't my the favorite of all of them. All of them are fabulous. Um and just I think seeing ourselves as as those beings, or some of us just like, oh was part of my family but um with the andromedans they actually said that i was i know who was the there was another one but who did we do after the andromedans was um
0: well so we've done arcturians pleiadians syrians andromedans mantis and the lyrens
1: lyrens yeah Yeah. yes yeah but it certainly there was a feeling that i that was family for me with the the lyrens um, that I was on Lyra. Um, yeah.
0: Well, so, where do you see yourself headed? I mean, I know, like you're saying, every week things are changing. New things, things are changing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, so you've got the summit coming up. yeah, book chapter you're working on. Yes. Yes. Book.
1: So, yes, I was invited. Um, Write, and that was really hard to as I said I was like I I knew I sort of had an idea of what I wanted to write about um but then when it flowed it surprised me what what came out mm-hmm. so it's about um it's called it's about transformation how we've transformed and because things keep changing for me transform transformational triumphs um I mean life is like completely different to 25 years ago. <laughs> and if somebody had said I'd be sitting here talking about dragons and galactics, I'd <laughs> be <laughs> No, no, that's that's not right. Um so I, I don't know. It's I still feel like I'm on this adventure because I thought I mean I don't I I do dragon readings. Um I do I find that when I've done energy work that the dragons are obviously there helping with that. I'm still not quite sure where it's taking me. Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, so I'll have to come back in six months and tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure. Well, I mean, it's, um, it's been quite the journey for you. And yes, I mean, has it, has it been challenging for you to, accept this role as a channeler or to like have friends and family members been like, okay, Barbara's crazy now or are they welcoming accepting of it? Like how's that Um, going?
1: Yeah, I'm sure there is a few people um, that think that, um, but overall I have been surprised at talking about dragons. The number of people that say um, that they either, I love dragons. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Tell me more rather than going, um, and and I, I think a lot of people know, but I also work for the Department of Mental Health. So <laughs> it's like, have I really lost it? And um, I, I actually don't feel, I think, so I had a, a separate private, so I had my Facebook page and then I had a private page because I didn't at the time feel like I wanted to share it with like everybody. But yeah. somebody mentioned that if you're going to put yourself out there, so like when I, Got my website. It's like people think you're hiding something if you're not opening. Like, why are you hiding that from these people? So I've shared that in my regular Facebook group, and no, and actually several people have asked to join. Um, So they might be people that I've worked with, um, family. I mean, it's you know like most people's Facebook page. Their ex colleagues or people I've known over the years. People in England. And and now I don't worry about that. Before I did, but it was when, and again, the dragons had said, you need to get out in the world wide web. You've got to launch yourself. And um, I do have to give um, Tammy Cantrell um, a lot of credit for that. Um, That was just, (laughs) that's another story where I won a card reading from her because I'd been contributing to her, I'd been commenting. And literally, we went from reading my cards to, oh, my goodness, you need an Akashic record. We need to go and look in those, which she does. And then while we're doing that, she's like, oh, my goodness, like, if you're going to be doing podcasts and this, you need a website. And I was like, I know. And she's like, I do that as well. And she did, like, literally was all over it and was excited for me she said I'm as excited for you as I was for my website and she did a fabulous job with it and she keeps me in check um, when I need things added or if I don't think I can add things Um, but again you know these have been fabulous connections that I've made with people and it they all feel like even though it's you know over you know we're all in different parts of the country and sometimes different parts of the world it does feel genuine
0: Yes. We are building a beautiful tribe.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And again, if we'd talked about that before COVID, I think people would have been like, no, they're just on the other side of the world. We just connect with them. Now I think that that brought a lot, a lot of different people together.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, so can you share with the audience, what kinds of different services you currently offer besides the dragon readings?
1: Oh, because I've been the dragon lady. So um I do so I do still um do Reiki. Um, um I actually in one of my many things I'll take that class, I just did holy fire reiki, which I love. It's more of a community sharing, um, whereas reiki, regular Reiki is more about bringing it in. This you can sort of I, I it's it's very it's a really nice energy. I like that. Um so I'm doing a lot of, like, distance Reiki. Um, I ha- tend to have a unique way of blending uh, polarity and Reiki together, which my people that taught me years ago would probably be cringing to hear me say that. Um, but to me, it's a mixture of both that I do. Um, and, I, and I've and i realized that when I've done some sessions that I actually channel, that I'm channeling. So when I do distance, I'm actually channeling that. That um, I do different um Dragon card readings. I started off beginning of the year saying, "It's 2023 for $23. I'll do three cards for you um, and give you a message." Um, and I found that because of with my channeling, that I will often get a message or something will come up specific to that person, which is sort of unique because they're like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, I, "It's just what came up. I don't know why the flowers or whatever it was." Um, that's the
0: way I love my dragon reading that you did for oh, me. So. Thank you. Yes,
1: and it it was just you know a little thing, but it it sort of got me started on just offering services. Um, I think the the biggest one that was the biggest success was uh, meet your dragon team, um, and that was and that was um, again somebody had asked had said I can't I just can't connect with dragons. I I don't know what it is. Like could you help me? Um, And while I was doing that, my dragons were like, you could do a dragon team for people because they're different dragons at different times, but you can help people connect to a dragon team. So that's, I've done that for the last two months as a special for $50. And different things are unfolding. I'm really not sure what's next.
0: (laughs) Well, so we didn't really talk about the toe reading, but oh. can you just quickly
1: talk about? Yes. So I, I was fascinated by toe reading. So it was when I was part of um, Sonny's um, community, the 365, she would have guest speakers come in. So yeah. Jamie came and talked about toe reading. And I remember thinking, that's fascinating that you can read people's toes and know all that about them. And um, so I kept asking people, do you, have you ever heard of a toe reader? And they are like, no. Um, so it was a six-month, once-a-month class um, that I took. And it's using the same sort of things, but you can actually look at somebody's feet and tell them a lot about what's happened to them.
0: Okay. So it's
1: really looking at the lines on the feet. So, but, you know, like people look at hands or arms, yeah. It's the same thing, how your toes are, and they change, which at the time I thought, I've got very tiny little toe, um, but you can actually get it to like straighten out. Um, and it's all about, again, meridians, you know, what's flowing in and out. Um, we actually had the opportunity to do some reading on um, somebody's grandchildren. And that was fascinating finding out afterwards what was going on with the kids. Um, yeah. Very interesting.
0: Well, so. Tell people how they can find you.
1: So, it, I, I'm i all the size. Everybody told me I'm the East Coast Dragon Lady at gmail.com, or my website is www.eastcoastdragonlady.com. Um, Very
0: easy and yes. Yes. And then, and beautiful website. Good job, yes. Tammy. <laughs>
1: And all of the, you know, Facebook, all of that, you just hit that and it will take you to my Facebook page. to um, you can still join my, so I still have my private group where I usually do um, a dragon card or a dragon message each day. Um, I'm having challenges with that recently. Like I've recorded something and it's disappeared. So um, I get, so then I will put a card up or when I, if I'm busy at work, um, then it's a card. but something goes up each day. Um, and yes, it's easy to find me. Yes. And, yeah, you know, and there's also the Dragon Thunder is on the website. So if you're interested in that um, or if you sign up for it, it's all free. Um, that um, you'll get the recording will be there afterwards as well. So. Yeah,
0: perfect. perfect. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for being on. And yes. And definitely we'll check in six months from now and see what, yes. else.
1: <laughs> what, else, <laughs> what else has happened. Yeah. <laughs> OK, thank, thank you. you.
0: For those watching thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time on connection to the cosmos aloha thank you